You are now listening to the Hot Take Podcast. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni and Josh Daddy. Time to make it hot. Welcome in. You have found the Hot Take Podcast, sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. I wanted to remind you guys to use promo code Hot Take, all caps, all one word, H-O-T-T-A-K-E, and get that 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use that promo code. And again, you can check them out at thrivefantasy.com. I want to encourage you to download the Thrive Fantasy app today and come prop up with us this postseason and this conference championship week, we are without the OG, Mr. Stephen Taroni. However, <laughs> we do have Dr. Berm, and he's back. And speaking of Thrive Fantasy Berm, we're going to go and break down your pretty insane run here that you had in the 2021 football season. How are you doing this evening, my man? I am doing good. It's great to see you. It's great to be on the show. Great to talk about a little bit of a review of the year. Nice to reflect on, you know, what we got right, what we got wrong, uh, you know, some accomplishments. And uh, yeah. Yeah, not going to lie. We're actually not going to talk much about what we got wrong, mostly what you got right. So we're just going to kind of do um, like a, a pat on a pat on the back for Dr. Berm. And just want to encourage you guys to kind of check us out. Uh, if you're new to the show, we're going to basically run down uh, how much Dr. Berm uh, has raked in. Just a real quick review before we get into this conference championship slate here on Thrive Fantasy. And wanted to remind you guys, uh, if you're not able to check us out on the YouTube channel or the live broadcast and you're listening on the audio podcast, we definitely appreciate that because... You know, we still got to cut that up and, and get it sent out to the people. So we definitely appreciate you guys stopping by and appreciate Thrive Fantasy for uh, sponsoring the show. And Berm, before we get into it, man, I just, we got to go over this. First of all, um, you know, we joke about it a lot, but you you really did tear it up in 2021. So I just wanted to give you, first off, a sincere congratulations before uh, we start kind of shooting the shit, you know. No, I, I appreciate it. You know, I, I wouldn't have even heard about Thrive if it wasn't for you guys. So, like, I'm eternally great, grateful myself just, you know, having, you know, been on this show the entire season and, you know, having, uh, you know, learned about Thrive, all these different uh, contests. It's been great. You know, it's just been just been a great season. It's great to, you know, I think the biggest thing that I learned this year is that you know eventually you're gonna get the breaks that'll that'll go your way the bounces will go your way eventually you just got to keep at it and things will work out everyone gets bad beats yeah you know sometimes yeah. you're on the right end of that yeah well you you've certainly been putting in the work my friend so you've definitely earned it and so i know on behalf of mr Taroni and myself i know he would say the same thing that we're definitely proud of you um 
you know, I, I, you and I have only known each other a short time, but, uh, you know, definitely happy to see kind of what you're doing, um, you know, almost on a weekly basis here. And when we go over it, um, you know, we're going to kind of highlight, you know, some of the, uh, the big, the big winners that we've had, um, this year, I'm not going to talk about mine, but we can talk about yours, uh, cause you've had more and, cool. Quite well, you've frankly, had the four-figure paydays as well. So yeah, it's you know, hey, we we're just trying to help the people, you know. So I'm just trying to make you guys all believers that we actually know what we're talking about. See, yeah. I'm I'm more of a host. Berm's the one you guys got to be listening to here. So, um, you know, we're gonna we're just run down the quick list here, and Berm, we'll start it off. I mean, <laughs> right away, like the first week of the season. Um, you know, there was a big week one season kickoff pot and uh, you took top five and I believe that was a nice uh, 25 hundo payday. So a top five in week one, nice way to introduce ourselves uh, to the, to the yeah. season. Um, I'll say that got me hooked probably. Um, yeah. You know, that that's uh, the, the, the strategy coming from uh, the, the thrive side. Yeah. That's, that's how they get you. You know, you get that big payday and then, then you're a customer until, you know, you either getting more or you're, you're done. So yeah, it's true. And uh, you know, yours, yours truly actually hit, I think the next week in week two. And uh, we were kind of talking about that. We were like, Oh man, some, some nice beginners luck. Um, you know, it seems like every site I go on, it's like immediately, uh, like I'll win something and then I just don't do very well after that. And that's, that's pretty much what happened to me this year, but you kept it going, my friend. Cause I know, uh, Raiders Ravens, um, it was Monday night slate, I believe. And you took second in that one. You were a runner up. Um, that was a nice, another, a nice four figure payday. And then these Raiders games, man, you took, I think they were on Monday night again, later, they played the chargers, and you you not only binked it, but you also took fifth. So you had two top fives. And uh, I think you started kind of like cutting out, uh, you know, like you showed a real, uh, you know, chops for these island game slates, man. Like you're, you're really doing Those it. Those are my favorite. I mean, you got to love the just like showdown type of slates where you can find all sorts of correlation, um, you know. And yeah, like just the fact that like so many of the events are going to be connected just helps you out so much when you can just, uh, you know, tell a story. That's the biggest thing is telling yeah. a story and you can tell multiple stories. Yeah. You, know, you can tell. We've two said that stories. before. Yeah. We've said that before on here when we talk about correlation, but you don't, you know, you really get deep into the correlation when you're talking about these Island games, you know, these primetime games and, uh, and you just, you really have a, a, a proclivity and, you know, for these, these bad boys. And that was, that was pretty awesome seeing you do it again, um, you know, on that one. And then I think we went to main slate, like mid season week eight. Uh, you took a top, another top five, another four figure payday. Um, then we hit, uh, you hit the DK streets. We talked about that. Uh, on a pre previous episode, that was the snowball game, right? Yeah, that was the one uh, when Mac Mac Jones threw like three times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that I had. Uh, thank, thank God. Otherwise, I would be so down on DK if it wasn't for that one 
that one first place on that Thursday night football game. Uh, That's right. Bink the Thursday night for a, a healthy 3K. Um, you know, no big deal. And then we went, uh, what, you set, you took second place on the other Monday night, the Browns versus Steelers, correct? Yeah, yeah. That was one of those... Um, Lots of under. Pretty sure I only had like two or three uh, entries in that. And it was just <laughs> like, man, it's this game's going to be low scoring. Uh, which unders do I like the most? Yep. Just went 10 unders and nine of them hit. So, man. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we should talk about that a little bit. Um, talking about forcing the unders, Berm. Um, because, you know, aside from that, uh, we talked about that when we're at the fantasy football expo, you know, that's like my favorite thing, you know, we went to the, yeah. And we went to the sports, you know, the sports betting seminar and they talked about just, you know, hitting all these unders and you know, how many outs there are, uh, you know, guys can get hurt. And especially when they're talking about like the season long props, but you know, this is just, this is like the, you know, DFS format. Where we're talking about this one game and in this one particular game, super low scoring, uh, the offenses were garbage. And every time people talk about like, oh, I miss the old school football. I just want to put this game on that you, that you won this money on and be like, oh, we like this. We like this football, do we? Yeah. Because um, it was gross. Yeah. So there, there were a couple of games this year that were just, I mean, we had a great season of football. I mean, I would like, mm-hmm. I mean, this past weekend, I mean, we were spoiled, but just biggest general, season ever. Yeah. yeah. Best week ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there, there were definitely a few duds there and like a couple of primetime games that I just remember. Thinking, oh, sure. Man, like in the 1950s, this is like a normal game. And uh, <laughs> I am just like just trying to stay awake. You were waiting for Jim Brown to come off the bench. Yeah. And, and that Brown Steelers game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but real, real life last week, um, you know, best week ever uh, of football. A lot of people said that. Um you know, if you if you're uh, checking out Maddie Kroll, our last guest, her she was on with uh, Sam Holt, and they were talking about, you know, it was the best. Uh, well, you know, there's so many other people talking about it was like the best week of football ever, and you know, four games, and oh my gosh, you know, like they they it was like watching two games in one every single contest. They were it was great. Just, I mean, oh, it's fantastic. You had to watch the whole game. Otherwise you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, yeah. and you just close it out on maybe like one of the most memorable, like uh divisional champion or divisional round games. Like, Oh ever. yeah. That, that cap of the chiefs bills was outstanding. And it was beautiful. I just, I thought my head was going to explode. And then we find out berm that you took first and second in the thrive main slate last week, um, you know, damn near 4k there. And you're just, so you're just raking it in, you know, constantly. And again, we're also talking about like five, you know, all like all sorts of like top five finishes uh, scattered around on some other, you know, Island slates with some lower payouts. I think there was the, the time that you had uh, the 10 out of 10, uh, and you won like 30 bucks or something. For... Yeah, there were, there were a few weird plays <laughs> like that too. Um, I, it's just, one where I just got them all right, but only made 30 bucks. It was one of those where everybody just went. To, I think it might've been that, uh, same, uh, wasn't Bills. that the bears? That was the bears Steelers. 
No, I feel I think, like that I was the Bears Steelers game. It might have been that. Yeah, but the, or it might have been the, the the Bills and the Patriots that like that uh, cold. Uh, oh yeah, or that yeah. that windy. Uh, cold See, game. we we forget about that because you you binked the flea flicker on, right on DraftKings. So yeah, it is what it is. I mean, but hey, you know you. Uh, you know, you also had some top fives in those versus contests that they don't do anymore. And they also berm. Let's not, let's not forget two weeks ago when you took second in the NBA main slate (laughs) and, uh, and you know, not, Hey, the contest size, a little smaller than these NFLs, but, um, still a nice finish, man. And I just wanted to say you've done a hell of a job this year. And I think the people want to know berm, like, how does it wake? How does it feel when you just like wake up in the morning and piss excellence? Oh man, I wish uh, you know, wish it happened more often. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's nice to have a, a big winning year after like so many mediocre losing eh, kind of <laughs> right seasons. It's like eh, I didn't really like. I don't think I won much. I probably lost overall betting that year. You know that that's the typical better's life, but having a year where you're, you know, clearly up is definitely a good feeling. So. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this year was a good year on the ROI. Um, you know, especially for you on Thrive. Um, for me, more in the betting streets. So you know, I'll, I'll definitely take it where I can get it. And shout out to Thrive again for you know introducing both of us to this uh, to this format and. We're going to get into the conference championship here in just a second, but I wanted to remind you guys first to use that promo code hot take. If you have not signed up, you know, season long leagues are done. You might be playing some of the playoff stuff, the DFS stuff. Obviously you can, you know, take time to do a little DFS and add thrive to your portfolio. And we'll talk about this main slate here. Um, Again, $25 entry. For this one, this is the uh, 20K prize pool. Massive overlay. Only about 75 people signed up so far, Berm, out of the uh, the max 880. But again, you got to pick 10 out of the 20 options here. And these props are basically weighted on how likely they are to hit. So you're going to kind of accrue points. Got to pick a couple uh, in case of emergencies, the ice picks, if you will. Very cleverly named. Um, but again, disclaimer here, the athletes must play at least one snap to qualify. Uh, we've got 5k up top all the way down to a min cash of 30 bucks. And I am going to go ahead and start this one off. Um, I'm only going to talk about two of these props, Berm. The people want to hear what you have to say, obviously. So I'll just hurry up and get one of mine out of the way. Joe Burrow over 272 point five passing yards the over is only slightly weighted down um you know most sports books have this between 280 and i even saw some earlier in the week at 288 um which i think is very reasonable i mean i bet both i've also bet a combo prop on a couple sites uh dk and FanDuel. they both have burrow and Mahomes to get a combined 600 yards. Um, DK had it at plus 150. I uh, can't remember what FanDuel had it at, but I took that. I thought that was excellent. Um, so I am definitely picking the over um, since it is only 
uh, five point differential. You get 95 on that one. And again, under is 105. Berm, do you have any quick thoughts on that burrow prop? Yeah, I, I definitely like the over more here. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say though that so what I'm probably going to end up doing for this is basically I'm going to be telling like two different stories as far as how well you know the Bengals overall play, which right. goes through Joe Burrow mostly. Uh, so probably have like like three with the over and like one with the under correlated with some of these other uh, pieces of the team, uh, like the under on like T Higgins, if you went with like uh, the under for Joe Burrow, for example. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I like the over here. Um, I, I do worry that uh, we are remembering two things very vividly in our memory, like as far as just like the betting public is concerned. We're going to be remembering that uh, the Chiefs-Bills game where there were a million points scored, a million yards, and we're going to remember the matchup they had earlier this season where it was just the definition of a shootout once again. Yeah. So that do I see that happening as uh, the most likely thing? Yeah, probably. But I do want to, like, temper my expectations as far as, okay, if Joe Burrow doesn't throw for 300 yards, you know, uh, is it that surprising? Right. Yeah, and maybe that's why it's not weighted as heavily. I do I do think there's good value on this, though, as far as I do as like the over. over. I will say um, I do like the over for this one. Yeah, and for, and, for that, and for that reason specifically, and you mentioned the shootout back and forth nature of the last time these two teams played just like a month ago or whatever it was. Um, seems like it was a month ago, but, you know, I, I also like – I do have a little action on – um mixing receiving overs uh getting some of those in the mid 20s and i think i think he's going to be a big part of the offense berm um speaking of that we have the next prop is the mixing rushing yardage prop it's 72 and a half it is weighted towards the over at a buck 10 and then the unders at 90 what way are you leaning on this one so 72 and a half seems like a lot for the running back that's probably going to be on the team that's behind most of the game. If, you know, our prediction as far as, you know, the seven point spread is correct. So I, I like the under here. I think uh, Vegas has this, him, his rushing total, like, like around uh, 60 or so. Um, so that's, uh, and I just see this, yeah, I see him getting involved in the passing game probably, you know, towards the third, fourth quarter when they're trying to come back from what we expect to be a Kansas City lead. So there's not going to be as much rushing opportunity there. Uh, I like the under here, even though you're giving the 10 points. Sometimes you just got to go with what's most likely, uh, even if you're giving up those 10 points there. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Um, you know, like I mentioned, it's it's going to be – it's going to be one of those where it's going to be kind of game script dependent. If they are coming from behind, it's going to be less likely, like you said. Um, so maybe you play the under with the burrow over and vice versa. So um, you can definitely get some action that way for sure. Now, last time these two teams did play Berm, I mean, Jamar Chase just absolutely lit the world on fire and pretty much went scorched earth on the Chiefs. Um, we're looking at his prop here next. 
and he's sitting at five and a half catches. Uh, Reception-wise, he definitely was good for that in the last time these two teams met. The over on this, though, is underweight at 90, and then under is sitting at 110. Uh, How do you feel about this? So this is one, I I like the over, and again, I know I'm giving up the 10 points here. I feel like that there's going to be less of a chance of, like, big, gigantic, like, uh, like 70 yard plays, the big splash plays, right? Big splash plays, less of those more, you know, just uh typical uh, spread around kind of offense. Yeah. There could be a lot more underneath stuff this time around. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. So I'm thinking he gets six, seven catches here, plenty of targets. Again, if you like the game, if you like the, the script being that they're going to be down this game or at least in a close game, and I like the over here. Yeah, and just to kind of flash back on uh, what you said about Mixon, looking at mid-50s to upper 50s uh, for his yardage prop here on the books uh, everywhere else. So, you know, take that into consideration, my friends. Um, moving on, let's talk about this Mahomes prop here. We're looking at 25 and a half total completions over is only at 85 points, and I feel like they hit this one on the head. The under's at uh 115 here. Berm, I mean, this thing seems like a lock for the over, it's probably why it's only at sitting at 85, correct? Yeah, absolutely. There's I see very few ways that this doesn't go over. So, Kansas City, uh, if you adjust for game script as far as like compare, like when as far as the score of the game, whether or not the team's coming from behind or not, or has a big lead. Um, Chiefs are the most willing to pass in a neutral game script out of any team. So even if they're going to be up, they're still going to be passing underneath. They're still going to be throwing the ball around. And Mahomes, 26 completions, definitely doable. Definitely very likely. Yeah, no doubt. Um you know, when you're looking at the weapons that he has, obviously, uh, Travis Kelsey's now shown that he's definitely not dust. Um, but real quick, I wanted to hit on this Tyreek Hill prop berm. Most of the Vegas lines have uh, Tyreek Hill right around 75 to 78, uh, somewhere in there as far as his total yardage. So I think you're getting some value here if you hit this over on the 70 and a half. Uh, just because it is even up 100 points a piece, I mean, he could get that on one catch. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts real quick on that uh, Tyree Kill prop. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the over on this one. I get a little worried when I have so many uh, leans leans towards the overs. Towards the over, right? You, you start to worry a little bit when you have too many of those. But this is one of those, like you mentioned, you're getting a couple of yards of value just compared to what Vegas has. And if you're right. getting equal points for it, you might as well take the value. And it's not like it would be shocking for him to get, you know, 75 yards, 100 yards, right? More. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out that there is a little bit of value there. It's about a 10% value uh, at the moment as we record this here. Um, moving on, CEH, uh, they basically putting it at 130 points if he gets in the box uh if he doesn't uh you're only getting 70 points but basically he can 
get a rushing or receiving touchdown here, Berm. What do you think? So I, I like the points here. I, I feel mm-hmm. like the actual like Vegas odds for him to score are going to be something like, I don't know, like plus 200 maybe. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that lines up with what we're seeing here, I guess. I, I feel like the 130 points is a little much for someone who could be the lead back this week. I mean, I know Jarrett McKinnon, He's been, he had more work last week, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, CH still like, he was basically 50, 50 with him. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm going to have, I'm going to basically for this one, I'm not going to have any of the under for this one. That'd yeah. be a waste of a pick here, but I'm going to sprinkle the over into a couple. I'm not going to uh... overextend myself here and go a hundred percent over for this just because, you know, touchdowns are just hard to predict. You tell me if uh, you tell me you if if you agree with the statement. If Daryl Williams is active, you do not use this play at all. If he's out, you only click the over, and like you said, you're sprinkling it in. You know, maybe like a quarter of your entries or a half of your entries. I think even if Daryl uh, Williams is active. I'm still gonna sprinkle in, sprinkle in some of the over here. Okay. Um, maybe let's say if I had like three out of eight, maybe I would make that two out of eight instead. Um, if I thought that Daryl Williams might get a couple of carries, but that's one that you'll have to pay attention to as far as what his uh, status is. We don't know if he's going to be active, even if he's healthy. So it, that's a that's a tough one that we really don't know right now. But I'm still, as far as the information we know now, I like the over at least a little enough to put it in a few lineups. Okay. See, I don't I don't quite have the uh, the cojones for that. You know, if uh, if Williams is in there, they they just tend to use him around the goal line a little too much for me to be comfortable with that. But moving on, let's talk about the next game here, Rams hosting the 49ers in the uh the site where the super bowl is going to be hosted here might might be back-to-back home games for the rams i don't know we'll see how we'll see how it works out but let's talk about my guy eli mitchell here um i'm not used to seeing the say it eli i'm just so used to seeing elijah um this dude's man this guy berm has has won me some money in the last uh month or so of the season and uh let's talk about this uh line is at 75 and a half rushing yards and it's even up buddy what way are you going so for this game i feel like that there's a very small chance that the 49ers are going to be up in this game convincingly enough that they can keep running the ball Playing their brand of ball, right. Yeah, that's playing their brand of ball. That's what they want to do, right. I think, you know, that it might end this week for them. They might end up having to play a completely different game that is just out of, you know, their comfort zone. And they're not going to be able to run the ball like 25 times like they do with Mitchell every week. Um, And so I feel like going up against a solid Rams D line. I like the under here as much work as he gets. 
I still think that he gets shut down enough that, you know, as long as he doesn't bust a big play, I'll, I like the under here. Yeah, you know, it's this is so tough this week because this line is higher than the Vegas line. Vegas yeah. line's right around 68 and a half right now. Um, I have seen it at 69 and a half. But the, you know, the juice that I saw on the 68 and a half wasn't, uh, I don't know, wasn't favorable enough for me to make a move. Um, they keep bumping up. So the books keep bumping up his rushing attempts. Uh, as well every week and I did bet it it was like the first bet I made I bet under on Burroughs rushing yards and the second bet I bet over Mitchell's carries um, which honestly was foolish because he's been doing it so many times I just kind of like laid it back down you know and uh, <laughs> just went back to the well and I really wish I wouldn't have because you just kind of hit on it Burm. like the great the game script in this I, it, I mean let's let's be honest the Niners have beat the Rams twice we also saw the saints beat the bucks twice last year and the bucks knock them out on the way to the playoffs. So or on the way to the super bowl, but it's, um, you know, it's tough to beat the same team three times in one season, man. We've rarely seen it happen. Um, you know, when you look at the volume though, it is kind of promising. So I think that's another reason you might, uh, kind of make an argument towards the over, but I'm with you, man. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, go with the under on this because it is inflated, you know, about a good nine, 10% here and the points are even. So you might as well take, you know, the value there as far as I'm concerned. Uh, real quick, a friend of mine texted me right before the show started and uh, wanted to know if we were going to talk about the IUK prop, uh, but he was specifically interested in, uh, receptions and the the receptions line at most books is three and a half. So just as kind of an offshoot berm and uh, what we were just discussing the, I could see where he would get, you know, maybe four grabs. Uh, you only need one a quarter for that to happen, but I could see him in the second half getting something like that when they start playing uh, against, you know, this man to man. If they, especially if they go man to man and having I, you get, get there. Um, I, I haven't bet it, but I told my friend that, and I said, use that information, you know, as, as you will. Yeah. Um, Ayuk, he's been so hard to predict. It's like, they kind of just hate him. It, it, <laughs> it seems like some weeks they just are like, no, we're not going to throw it to you. Not this week. And he'll get like, I think last week he had like one catch or like one catch and a fumble and that was it. Right. Um, <laughs> right and was basically just taken out of the rest of the game. He's had some decent games, definitely four, five, six catches um, this year. So he can do it if they get him the ball. And I do feel like they're going to need to if they want to stay in this game. Like, Yeah, I, I feel like this is going to be a big Debo and Kittle game. Like, you got you to gotta just feed your studs, man. So it's um, it's tough. I, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach betting over three and a half catches for, for IU, but you never know. You never know. Um, last thing I want, last prop we'll talk about, cause we can't just give you guys all the winners. Um, otherwise Berm can't bink these tournaments every week. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, last one I wanted to talk about was the cam acres prop. The we've seen his workload just remarkably increase every week. And I mean, Berm, he's pretty much like in a workhorse role now. And 
I like this line of 80 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards because, you know, we've seen him get some work out of the backfield uh, in addition to him just basically inheriting a feature role. Uh, the Rams have pretty much made that evident. And if the game script does kind of play out the way you and I think it does, that means we get conservative McVay. Um, and that means we're going to get some Cam Akers in the second half. So that's kind of why I like the over on this. It is set at 105 points as well. So you do get a little bit of advantage, a little 10 point swing there. But uh, what say you on this Cam Akers prop for the combo oh. yards? Oh, yeah. This is a sneaky good over here. He's going to get so much work uh, that, you know, last week I think he had 24, 25 carries. He had a terrible uh, uh, yards per uh, carry average. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, I think he only had like 48 yards or something. So like two yards of carry. So not good, but and people are going to be looking at that. And that's probably why this is um, not even higher than it is. I mean, all he has to do is make turn that into uh, three yards per carry, and he hits that as long as he gets the, the work. So assuming uh, those two fumbles last week don't cost him some of that uh, 90% backfield share, then I think the over here is absolutely the way to go. Yeah, and this is pretty much like within a yard of where I've seen this prop at most books. So, you know, if you're going to give me just a little bit of value of, you know, a 10-point swing here over anyone picking the under, um, that's worth a yard to me, I think. So I'll definitely take those 10 points. Could be the difference between, you know, first and second. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, Andy. But yeah, for sure. Uh, But Berm, I think that's that that probably should wrap it up again. We don't we don't want to give away all the plays. Um, just wanted to quickly say uh, that I love the way the Rams are using Odell. Um, and I hope that continues this week. That would be nice. Get a little uh little Odell action. And my boy Maddie Staff. I hung the Maddie Stafford jersey. We talked about it last show. I did hang it up. Uh we're gonna be we're gonna be framing the Michigan State jersey. I wore I wore this one for its final. This is its uh, swan song here this evening oh. as as we roll through uh, this episode of the hot take. Uh, that was a pretty quick one, Berm. Um, but any final thoughts, my friend? Well, uh, it's it's been quite a season. Uh, I mean, I know it's not over yet. We still got a couple of slates. Um, be uh, great uh, if you know. One of us or one of our listeners took this main slate home this week. That'd be great. Yeah, let us know. Hopefully, uh, yeah, the winning continues for someone out there, someone listening. Definitely. And, uh, again, we appreciate you guys checking us out. Sorry that the OG, Mr. Stephen Taroni, couldn't be here this evening. But we want to just kind of give Berm, like, this feature episode so we can talk about, you know, how big of a baller he is. So you guys can trust, you know, the things that we say on our show that it is quality programming and that you should be tuning in and you should be tuning in on uh, any place that you're catching, you know, your, uh, your fine podcasts, of course, over at our new YouTube channel, uh, which we're still trying to gain a following. So feel free to check us out over there and subscribe. Uh, We would really appreciate that you guys. So for myself, I'm at Josh Daly 72 on Twitter and for Dr. Berm, AKA bankroll Berm. 
shout out to our friend Ryan. And uh, he is over at Peace by Inches FF on the Twitter sphere. And that'll do it for this episode of the Hot Take Fantasy Football Podcast. 